what do you do when you're being re-triggered potentially by what's showing up in daily life and it's in your blood and you want to be of service to what's happening how do you navigate the energy of ancestral trauma so that you can take in what's happening and remain in your heart how do you tend to yourself notice what is inside and tend to yourself some more so that I hope maybe you can show up for somebody who is actually suffering in a whole other way who really needs support in a whole other way right now Welcome to Following Energy, a podcast for people who are doing their inner work and are ready to level up in life and leadership. I'm Stacey Bowden, your host and somatic energy guide. How can following energy help you embody a new paradigm of possibility? Let's find out together. Hello, welcome to Following Energy. I'm your host, Stacey Bowden, somatic energy guide, teacher, 100% culturally Ashkenazi, Jewish, non-religious, <laughs> pagan, <laughs> feminist woman, mama, coming to you. And today it is just me and you. We're going to start off like we always do with a gentle grounding, a gentle centering with yourself and your body. And if you can take a moment to just slowly close your eyes, if it's safe to do that, great. And just pay attention to the breath inside of your nose, inside of your nostrils. And just see how far down you can breathe. Can you breathe down into your heart? Can you breathe down further into your belly? Can you breathe down all the way to the bottom of your feet? Just find a gentle, welcoming place inside that feels friendly and breathe into that part of you. And welcome. I am recording this almost mid-October in 2023, I don't know, maybe five days or so after a lot of civilians were murdered and have been kidnapped in Israel with what's going down there, what's going down and about to go down in Gaza. And I am coming forward in this moment to be honest mostly because my great-grandmother is (laughs) spurring me on. I'm coming forward because I am 100% Ashkenazi Jewish, not religious at all because of patriarchy. Coming to you from Northern California on Ohlone, Ramatush land, just south of San Francisco, sitting here, blessed to have family around me and food and a sense of safety. 
white skinned and a very multicultural and even multiracial family. I was really fortunate that I had my grandparents on all sides, as well as my great grandmother with me. Many of them lived just beyond 100. So I got to really grow up with them. And I'm really feeling them strongly right now. And whatever is wanting to come through me, I'm hoping it can be of service to anyone listening who may have a history inside of your blood and who may be walking with this paradox right now of what do you do when you're being re-triggered potentially by what's showing up in daily life and it's in your blood and you want to be of service to what's happening and how do you navigate the energy right of ancestral trauma that is showing up and tend to that inside of yourself as an energy work so that you can take in what's happening and remain in your heart? How do I stay present? Keep watching the news. Watch my connection with social media. How do I sleep at night? How do you tend to yourself? Notice what is inside and tend to yourself some more so that I hope maybe you can show up for somebody who is actually suffering in a whole other way who really needs support in a whole other way right now. These are questions that I am absolutely living into at this moment. Really, part of me just wants to stay internal and continue to tend to my very pained heart that's hurting and hot right now and just kind of get really quiet. But Baba Rose is telling me to speak up. And so here I am for her coming here, I guess, because my my great-grandmother wants me to share a story because this is the energy that I'm following right now. And if it can be of service to you, if you're having a moment and happen to come across this podcast, what does it mean to live a relationship-based way of life and learn how to work with energy in your body and daily life when war is showing up, when your bloodlines carry a lot of ancestral trauma. How do you do that? Baba Rose lived to 103. She was like really a pint-sized, four-foot-ten powerhouse. She swore like you wouldn't believe, and she had the biggest love ever and an incredible sense of humor. She couldn't read, so she was illiterate, and yet she saved people. She's from Poland in a little small town in Poland, and the story is that people would just give her their children to take care of, and somehow, even though she would always say she didn't have a breadcrumb, somehow these children would be okay and live. And she is known in our family, on one side of my family, as the one that is the matriarch who saved us all in that little town in Poland. She was the one that put the sheet on the table in the kitchen that night in Poland and put everything in there as much as they could and then hit the road with my great-grandfather and with my grandmother, who was, I think, around 12 at the time, and they 
got on the train and they escaped and they spent most of the war in Siberia and most of her relatives, I believe she had nine or so siblings who stayed in Poland, were killed by the Nazis. My grandfather, most of his relatives, nine or so siblings, were killed and exterminated. This is the story that I've been raised with that she told me many a time. And somehow being raised with this story led to a question that I have lived into my whole life, which is what does it mean to be so connected with your intuition that you would know when it was time to put that sheet on the table? And it's really actually been an inspiration for me to grow that kind of relationship with my intuition. And that is one of the stories that really she just (laughs) is wanting to come through as an offering for you to maybe pay attention or notice right now if you're being really activated, what are some of the ways in which your ancestors faced adversity, really like no screwing around adversity, and somehow made it through so that you could be here? And what kind of strength and wisdom can you draw upon that for yourself? How can you be fortified and fortified by ancestors, even if some of them maybe, (laughs) maybe some of them weren't so great, okay? I always like to make room for that too. But along the way there, I also believe that there was someone who was and who is and who has that level of wisdom now to offer as an ancestor. The other thing I think that that story is offering right now, my great-grandmother Baba is offering, is that place of connecting with your intuition. Intuition is one of the teachers for following energy in my book. And in it, it offers kind of a what I think is a rather simple way of how do you connect with your intuition is you follow your senses, pay attention to your five senses. And among them are keys for you to connect with your intuition and how it wants to talk to you. Okay. And so right now is a good time to consider what is your relationship with your intuition? How can it help you explore what you need And it's absolutely possible to connect with your intuition. It's right there for you. Everybody can do it. You just have to kind of clear the cobwebs and begin to practice trusting what you are perceiving. So I want to invite you to do that as well. I encourage you to play with all the ways you can release energy. So you can release energy through being physically active. You can release energy through crying You can release energy through literally shaking your body. It's possible to work with your imagery, to call upon imagery to help you in this moment when you go inside. You can literally like imagine yourself as a tree. It's one of the strongest groundings I know is just to imagine yourself becoming a tree. Nobody has to know but you. And it really can help. You can move down into that part of your body that feels really congested or stuck or too hot that's just calling you and imagine sitting next to that part of you 
and then asking what does it need. If it feels like you're kind of overstuffed, you can work with your breath, imagining you're breathing out energy that is not yours. You can imagine breathing it also down and out your feet and imagining it as good compost for the earth. If you have creative practices like dancing or singing or writing or coloring, whatever that is, I highly encourage you to engage with a creative practice. It really helps art making. You can always put on a song and like dance around the room wherever you are, (laughs) but certainly you can do that in your living room. It really helps. It's kind of fascinating because there is an energy I've been tracking the last few weeks that I have been speaking to on social media. And at first it came in as starting to notice a lot of differences showing up in terms of relationships between two people. And that really inspired me to put out the co-commitment practice, these triangles that I've been working with, which is all about how do you transform either or power over binary winner loser way of living into more of a co-commitment both and heartfelt making room for differences way of life. I want to offer up that it's possible to work with the co-commitment practice with these two triangles with yourself, with one other person, within a family system, and also in terms of the world, in terms of how we relate amongst each other as groups. And then if we're going to move into a different way of life, it requires that we hold paradox and many different perspectives. And that can be really uncomfortable, especially right now with the atrocities that are happening And here I'm not in any way trying to justify any of the violence on any level or whatever the history is that has led to this violence. I am not speaking about that. I am speaking from a place of deep familial history of struggle, pogroms. And for those of us who aren't in imminent danger or in that place of survival, maybe who have the opportunity to stretch into another way, How do we hold space and hold the faith for another way when it's clear that a path is unfolding that is horrible? And how do we bear witness to it? How do we support another option? How do we do it? How can we be of support to ourselves? How can we settle ourselves and keep our systems more regulated, as they say in psychology land? How do we do that? And how can practicing holding paradox by not moving into fighting over realities, how can that be supportive? You can have your opinion. I'm not going to fight with you about your opinion, but that doesn't mean I have to take it on either. I hope that these stories can offer a moment of compassion, reflection, consideration to help you activate some choice here I'm not trying to in any way presume anything, but really to tend to the outer perimeter here. Because the way I've been taught is if we are all in this world together, okay, let's say the world could be a big container, right? Those of us who are more okay, it serves 
us to kind of ground this container more, right? And be okay and do what we need to do to take care of ourselves so that those who are actually the ones in the most emergency situation, if we can be of service, that would be great. But certainly we don't need to make it worse. So I'm speaking to those of us who are in the privileged place of maybe having some things getting stirred up and that we can kind of help simmer this down a little bit inside of ourselves amidst all of this pain. Because right now the world doesn't need more pain. And adding to it with our attitudes, with the way we treat ourselves and each other, if we can possibly be kind and remember some kindness is to me a place of wisdom. And it's also practical. I hope this has been supportive in some way and you are welcome to be in touch with me through my website at www.dancing-tree.com and with that I wish you a more peaceful and loving day. Thanks.